Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. After months of fighting, the Ukrainian city of Mariupol fell last week to Russia. Media reports from the city have been hard to come by. But one Ukrainian medic recorded body cam scenes she saw. She then smuggled the recording out to the Associated Press. Her name is Yulia Payevska, and she's known in Ukraine as Tyra. Days after she managed to sneak that footage to the AP, she was captured by Russian soldiers and disappeared. I spoke earlier with Lori Hennant, an investigative correspondent for the AP in Paris. She wrote about Tyra. And a warning, we mentioned disturbing incidents, including the death of a child. I started by asking Hennant to describe who Tyra was. Tyra was first well-known as a martial arts athlete. And then during the 2014 protests, she became a quite famous medic in Kiev at the Euromaiden protests. But it really took off after that because she started to train other medics. She created this medical unit called Tyra's Angels. She had a big, has a big personality. She became a member of Ukraine's Invictus team. Invictus is an organization set up for disabled military veterans for athletics, kind of like an Olympics, but for military veterans. As I understand it, she recorded about two weeks' worth of footage on a a camera she had somewhere on her body. And in it, she's seen treating soldiers and also civilians, and in one case, a little boy. That was very powerful, of course, because it's a child. Could you tell us about that? The little boy came in with his sister. The two of them had been injured at a shooting at a checkpoint. Their parents were killed. And it's incredibly moving to watch this team of doctors and nurses and medics try to save these children. The little girl survived, and the little boy, despite the uh, CPR, despite all of their efforts, the little boy died. And you see Tyra just absolutely break up with his death. And she kind of leans her body against the wall, which you which you actually see. And she just says, I hate this. In one clip, she's seen treating a Russian soldier. This is significant because she's Ukrainian. Could you describe what happens in that scene? Well, she actually treats Russian soldiers in a couple of the clips, but the one that was particularly moving was one of the last things that she filmed. And uh, it was on March 10th. And these two soldiers, both clearly injured, are being brought in by Ukrainian soldiers. They're both Russian. And one of them has an obvious leg injury, and she tells the Ukrainians to be gentle with him. And then a colleague says to her, are you going to treat them? They're not going to be as kind to us as we are to them, but I don't really have a choice. They're prisoners of war, and I will treat them. And what's really striking about it is that she was taken prisoner, as far as we know, six days later. And then sometime after that, she appeared on a Russian television network, and her face is bruised, and she's in handcuffs. And when I see that footage and then think back to her comments about how they won't be as kind to us as we will be to them, uh, really, it, it remains moving. Oh, I'm sure. Any idea where she is, where that footage of her seemingly captured was taken? No, it's really hard to say. You can imagine that this footage is very important for many reasons. It could document war crimes. You can imagine that the Russians may not want 
the public to see some of it, yet she was able to get it out to the AP. How did she do that? Tyra passed the data card to a police officer that she knew would be coming into contact with our team in Mariupol right around the time that everybody was hoping to get to leave the city. So when they got the data card, my colleague Vasilisa Stefanenko made the decision, knowing that they were passing a lot of Russian checkpoints, but not how many, to hide it inside a tampon. She sliced open a tampon and put the data card, which is quite small, inside it. That allowed them to pass undetected through 15 Russian checkpoints um, until they finally made it to the 16th Ukrainian one. Lori, in the article you wrote about Tyra's story, one of her colleagues is quoted as saying, this is not about saving one particular woman. Tyra will represent those medics and women who went to the front. Do you know what that person meant exactly with that? Tyra's capture is a sign of all that, that this person I think sees has gone wrong, that medics should be protected, that hospitals should be protected, and neither of those is happening right now. That's Lori Hennant, investigative correspondent with the AP. Lori, thank you. Thank you. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.